Welcome to Into the Abyss podcast. Uh, we're having a discussion this time. I'm here with Alex. Alex, welcome back. Well, thank, thank you. <laughs> I've nice. already butchered it. I've already butchered this. Oh, I'm, you know, uh, if I'm I were well. kind, we would we would do a do-over. I'm, but I'm no, doing we're... well. Well, no. What I mean by it, what I mean by butchered is like I didn't have like something specific I wanted to say at the start. It's just I said welcome to you. I have no idea why. Probably because I'm used to having other people on. But thank you. Such a warm welcome. So I feel so so loved and appreciated whenever I come on the abyss. Uh, just in case anybody's listening to this and it will make them more likely to listen to other episodes. Very Although, good. That's, that is very true though. Like I beat a little bit of uh, tongue in cheek there, but um, Todd is, Todd is a very, very kind person. Overly, overly kind, probably to a, I barely know him, but probably to a fault if I were a betting man. Too kind. <laughs> is that possible? Is that even possible anymore? I don't know. <laughs> um, probably not. I mean, probably I guess. <laughs> we could all use a little more kindness now. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. The the default or the average, at least if we're uh, putting in online um, interaction, is just kind of uh, just really rude and um, mean yeah, across the board. So <laughs> yeah. So to to meet someone who's not uh, a complete a hole is yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, okay. So some reasonable reasonable conversation, and that's like what I've always. I know this isn't what you want to talk about, but it's that's always right. like impressed me about like the abyss is like it does. It is a place where you can go and just talk about anything without feeling like, I know I've said this before, but without feeling any overwhelming judgment or guilt from anybody. So that yes. is a very nice thing. Whereas I just, with what's going on right now, like now everyone's really, really upset about like child trafficking and whatnot. And like, uh-huh. how come everyone's talking about Black Lives Matter, but nobody's talking about all these kids getting trafficked. It's like, <laughs> everyone, everyone knows this. this is what's weird. I see everyone respond to posts like that with, can't you care about multiple things? It's amazing that everyone already believes something, yet you're so willing to contradict yourself just because it's a very well thought out narrative that someone else has created. Because it's never like a, it's never. Like, sorry, I'm rambling already. It's never That's like right. the person who has like created this meme. It's somebody is copying pasting someone else's Twitter thing, or it's like, why can't we? I'm like, anyways. Yep. <laughs> well, no, no judgment or or rudeness here, except for fun. Uh, in particular, um, for this one, because it's like, uh, I, I don't really care about talking about this anymore, but like, it, this is <laughs> great, great way, way to sell, sell that, Alex. Um, I don't care about the as much judgment as I get from conversations like this one. Yes. Comparatively, like to in the past, I'm like, this could, this could ruin my future potentially. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, I'll say this is a, this is sort of a crossover episode maybe best crossover episode ever. Oh, because, yes, because we're, we we're both podcasters, <laughs> right? You, you are an experienced podcaster. Um, on Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, good is yours is set up as video. So everyone will get my joke, my joke face for what I said. Thank yes, you right there. Yes. Hopefully so, my listeners will be able to understand that. Uh, I don't <laughs> seriously, thank you, but I'm not that great. <laughs> but I, but thank you for for the appreciation. We we want to talk about it now. That's the title, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I was on your I was on your podcast once, and at the very end, I was like, "What's the name of your podcast again?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the podcast that this be the first episode I ever listened back to that I'm on? Yeah. I understand. It's it's like so weird because I know that we talked about this before, but like it 
it's amazing how, and I'm sure you'll notice this with your own podcast. You'll eventually get into what you feel like your niche is, and you'll just start doing the same thing over and over again. Um, mine is because people listen to it, but also because it it just so happens the things that I'm the most passionate about, people also enjoy listening to. So oh, good, yeah, that, that good. works out. That makes sense. I, I'm not that, that passionate about. Um, just like the, oh, I'm not that passionate about Game of Thrones. I'm not that passionate about Harry Potter or Star Wars or anything like that. I enjoy talking about them, but I'm not like, I will die for these subjects. Right. Never. Yeah. What about Star Wars? What about, would I die for Star Wars? No. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, why well, I had the I conversation. <laughs> I had the conversation with Jeff and you were, you were like, oh, I, that would have been fun to hop on. Oh yeah. It's uh, fun. Which, to, I love talking about it. I, I just know. Well, no, no, I, I, I know that I love talking about it. I also know that most people don't. <laughs> most people don't. Just because I've done it, I, I don't know what the the, 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 the listens to are on that one or the downloads were on that one. But I know when I have done Star Wars ones, Game of Thrones ones, some of my Harry Potter ones do pretty well because I'm just like, everyone loves Harry Potter except for me and I'm just the old curmudgeon on it. Um, they don't get listens. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll talk about my mental health and the, psychopathy that i think that i have that i might not actually have <laughs> nice so wait it, did you say uh, what's your position on harry potter um that it's she wrote she knew her audience really well so i can give her credit for that but it's not that what like it, once you get older and start rereading stuff you start to realize it's the same with like star wars and other things like that like you start recognizing like that's a really stupid i don't know why it bothers me so much but wizarding has been around for thousands upon thousands of years before the birth of christ yet hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry celebrates christmas that has always bothered me <laughs> it's like why, why are they celebrating christmas i That's... don't understand makes no sense and easter there's a there is one book where they mention that they have like easter break i would feel like it would be like the opposite of of conservatives now. They would refer to it as like spring break. They would not refer to it as Easter break, but they call it Easter break. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the little things that upset me. Yes, that's a very interesting hill to die on. <laughs> uh, I well, I, and to be fair, uh, I do I do it for the ratings. I don't necessarily uh, I don't necessarily actually care that passionately about uh, the discussions that I've had in the past. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, that's funny um and uh oh so I, I was gonna say i've actually been um you know to whenever i have these discussions i i like to kind of get in the zone prepare and uh do some studying about it but for this i've been studying you i've been okay yeah right. yeah i've been listening i've been listening not to creepy podcasts, at all but so, I'm, yeah I'm no not. no <laughs> have you been mainly listening to like uh ones that could have a religious actually them, i guess no not really I, I mean i just listened to some of the most recent ones okay those are, i would prefer those ones so that's a lot of like it's a lot of like trying to self-actualize yeah <laughs> trying to, try to trying to discover that meaning in life because that's a really big uh a difficult thing when when all when you feel like everything that you've ever known is lost and gone like the, your entire worldview is destroyed is trying to find what the meaning in life is after mm -hmm. that because so easy before it's like just be a good person when in reality most people aren't that great of people be a good mm -hmm. person and then you're rewarded richly at the end like that's a very simple <laughs> and i'm sure i'm sure that like comes across very um, condescending like that's a very simple worldview but i feel like it is right it's like you do good you you have these rules you follow these rules and you get a, a reward at the end um, mm -hmm. 
and that was gone. So it's just like, so if, if it really is, we have this finite amount of time, it, let's say most people are living to lucky 80 years old. So I already, I only have 50 years left. What do I want to accomplish in those 50 years? Fully knowing that it will be forgotten within another 50 to hundred years and how sad that is. Uh, I, and, I, and I think a lot of people will listen to it and be like, well, that's why I don't leave because that's a really de depressing worldview. Like, unfortunately, I haven't got out of the, like the wilderness yet on this. And I feel like when I do get out of the wilderness um, in this spiritual journey that I've gone on, it will be so much more rewarding than I ever could have imagined. If that means that it takes me my entire life to get to, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I just, um, that has been the hardest thing is just trying to figure out your own, essentially your own morality because it's no longer, it's no longer being prescribed to you. You get to create it yourself and figure out what it is, which for some people that's good for some people that isn't like you i'm sure you've heard in like fast and testimony meetings the people which they're wrong first off like if i didn't have the church i'd be an addict and i would be having sex and killing all the time like no you wouldn't trust me there's plenty of people who go to church who murder and commit all of those crimes too so <laughs> trust me cr people who want to commit crime find ways to cr find ways to commit crime so you probably wouldn't be a junkie on the street you might be have some sort of addiction issue but trust me, most people are good people. You're, you're not going to, it's not going to be a Jekyll and Hyde type scenario, you leaving or, or uh, staying in the church, whatever it is. The church being the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which yeah. I've finally had a quite a, like a, a renaissance with them of just like, you want to know what, let's just try to, especially as I find that most of my judgment towards them comes from how seriously I took it back in the day. So as an example, we would not go swimming on Sundays, but there would be families who would go, well, if you go f swimming as a family on a Sunday, that's not breaking the Sabbath. I'm starting to be less judgmental now of those type of people, the people who yeah. got to have the best experience with the church, like not to experience any of the crap that the church has, like none of that extra baggage. I'm just jealous of you people and upset that you got to live such an awesome way when I had to live it in the most, um, fundamentalist version of of the current lds lds face or latter-day saint faith i'm not sure what the vernacular is you aren't polygamist or anything right no as far as i know <laughs> i know i know i come from polygamous stock but i don't think uh, i don't think in the last hundred years there's been any oh it's uh, it's so tough man like, yeah I, like just being like this is like a perfect I, I just woke up a little while ago and i'm feeling a little uh vulnerable from uh the good the good time I had last night. Um, yep. And it's just, I, I don't want to be like so antagonistic towards the church anymore. Uh, and I know that that's like what people who are still in the church that really believe see when people leave. It's like, oh, th there's a classic trope of you leave the church, but you can't leave it alone. And it's just like, well, if you dedicated, I've seen some of you have girlfriends for a year and you can't seem to get over that girlfriend for a while. So how about you? my God, my father who just died, how about you give me a little time to mourn that? I, I think I, I think I deserve a little bit of time to be upset and angry about that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you don't have to give it to me. Uh, you have your choice to to do that or not. But Yeah, that makes sense though. I mean, I guess uh, I can see how there would be um, probably what's most visible are the people who are still uh, very close to it. Um, and so there's a lot of emotion there where uh, we don't see as much 
the people who have distanced themselves more thoroughly. So that's not part of our, uh, the way we tend to think of people who've left the churches or the typical, um, Oh, you see, you mean you see the angry people, not the people who like healthily get through the process really quickly, right? (laughs) The grieving process fast. Yeah. So there's a, there's maybe a bit of a, a distortion in, um, the, uh, the way that uh, it's perceived, right? Uh, just because of what what we're exposed to more. I had like this weird epiphany yesterday. I don't know how in depth I'll go into what we were doing, but we were having for my if my mom listens, we were being silly. That's how that's how I describe the the state of mind I was in yesterday. We were being silly, and I like had this epiphany with one of uh, one of the people that I was hanging out with. I'm like, you want to know what? If most Mormons end up because he's a he's a true, he's what you would call a Jack Mormon, I guess. It's the person who believes in it, but breaks every single rule, which I don't know why we've always celebrated Jack Mormons, yet we hate a bunch of ex-Mormons who don't drink, don't smoke, and don't do all of that stuff, but because they don't believe in God, like they're somehow less of a person than this Jack Mormon. Anyways, just to obviously, just trying to unpackage a lot of the baggage I still have. Uh, but like, I was like, well, if you're like a true believing Mormon, like you act this way, like maybe there is hope for people like me and you being like being able to find other people like you who I can be friend with. And then, and then maybe like being able to find the people who don't break all the rules, but are like devout being able to have like better relationships with them. What sucks. And I've heard this from a lot of people is like, but you weaponize our faith against us. And like, unfortunately the person who knows someone's faith the best is the person who left it um, more, more often than not. And so Probably, I, yeah. I do that all the time. I'm just like, no, you can't do that. I know you can't do that because uh, this this rule. Unfortunately, I did all the research on your religion so that you didn't have to. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was, um, I, I have, uh, I've had some exposure to the the CES letter with uh, the really famous uh, uh, document that's like crashes, uh, it brings uh, people's faith crashing down in, in many cases, though not in your case, right? Because you uh, predated no. that. But um, okay. I was um, just, I pulled it up, to, uh, uh, screened through it again. And, uh, but it, it's interesting how, how uh, I guess dedicated um, he is to the religion. Like he's researched it so much, uh, more than most people would, would care to do. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's an interesting point you make there, like the people who um, who are leaving a faith um, probably know it really well, because it is it is a bit of a kind of a justification process, probably. Um, but uh, there's a lot of research and, and stuff that goes on where people are looking at it are like, whoa, uh, how do you know all that stuff? And you have the different types of people, right? You have the people who leave it because they just didn't enjoy it. Like there are people who leave it for historical reasons and what would be considered in, excuse me, in my opinion, hypocritical reasons. Like, oh, you guys don't even follow your own rule on this. Why would I, like I left more for, for a lot of those reasons. Really the main reason I left was because as I'm starting to bash with a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses, I want to make sure I know their religion perfectly as well. And then you like research, you're like, huh. <laughs> This uh, Rutherford fella got a couple of these uh, predictions for the end of the world incorrect. And then once you come across, you're like, oh, Joseph Smith got some end of the world predictions wrong, too. You're like, dang it. Mother <laughs> effer. And so Did you, you like, uh, have to go back and like think about that. Was that as a missionary that you were doing that? that uh, yeah. So I would, I, would, I would look up stuff 
mainly it would be like looking for Bible verses to distort. And so like, well, that's why you left because you were, because you were bringing the, what's that? The spirit of contention into I'm like, well, you want to know what? Apparently some people really like facts when they are going to have their minds changed. And then there are people who facts couldn't matter any less than they do. Um, but my, my, on my mission, that's where it started. And then when I got back from my mission, I started having a lot of um, reading some of that and then listening to podcasts too. So I read, a, I don't even know what the name of the book is. I just know it was by Grant Palmer. Uh, it's about the Book of Mormon. And yeah. it, it goes pretty in depth with, um, once again, it's been so long and I feel like I'm starting to get over it. You forget things. Um, yeah, and, and inside is a view of, and, uh, yeah, and, it's, and it's the dude, he heavy, it's heavy focus on the guy who was like the historian back in like the 1890s or whatever. I forget his name. B.H. Um, Roberts. Yep. That's it. And like all of the different things that he noticed about the book of Mormon in particular. And I'm like, Oh, the things I didn't like. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it sucks when I just thought like, oh, this wasn't great. And then he comes in and be like, yeah, this definitely doesn't make sense. But hey, you just got to have faith. I'm like, uh, do you? You just got to. I love George Michael as much as the next guy, but I don't think you just got to have faith. Um, I hope someone gets that reference. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> I actually don't. So, <laughs> so uh, George just Michael have faith wrote, in it. wrote the song "Faith." Uh, you gotta have faith. The faith. The faith. You gotta have faith. If you've heard that song, baby, yeah. <laughs> you know you're asking me to stay. It's it's but coming anyways, now. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, that's um, that was a big post mission thing. But then I was like looking at the economics of it. I'm like, BYU costs significantly less mm. <laughs> than any other school I could go to. I got into it. Um. My wife is cool with how I believe and how she now believes, uh, or how she probably had believed for a long time beforehand. And um, we're going to make this work. And then I think another reason too is like, I still live in Utah. And so when you're in the thick of it, it's much more, because I remember when I lived in LA for six months, like Mormonism was not a thing I talked about very often or like felt very angry about. But then when I came back to Utah, it, it that, that fire stoked again. We're just like, oh my gosh, all you, like, I don't think people realize how damaging the things they say about their faith are. And I know a lot of people are probably like, well, you know, I'm just trying to be positive, say positive things. But just so you know, for every single blessing that you think you have had, someone has had that exact same situation, just go 180 degrees a different way. So stop calling it a blessing because it makes it seem like God, for some reason, loves you more than other people. So just uh, if I could preach for a second, um, I'm just thinking like the people who like celebrate their their victories over cancer or whatever. I'm like, and then the hundreds of people I know who have died from cancer who believe the same way that you do. Um, younger and more sad stories than the 60 year old who has cancer that survives it. Like, so, but then at the same time, I also go, but you want to know what? I'm happy for you too. Like, I'm happy that you did, but just stop ascribing it to God. Like, I'm happy for you. But I, I'm happy because you did it. You did it. You accomplished, you conquered this thing. God wasn't the person who, who zapped the cancer out of your body. Like you, the, the greatest thing about leaving the church that, and the most empowering thing I've had, which a lot of people would probably be like, oh, you seem like you don't actually have this empowerment, is the realization that I did everything on my own or with the support of other people. 
it wasn't God, it wasn't Jesus who gets the who gets the credit for it. It's this this great cast of characters that I have around me, which I know that the retort to that is God put that cast of characters around you to help you. I'm like, okay, what whatever. Sounds good. But all I know is it was those people, not him. If he put them there, great. They still did all of the heavy lifting. He didn't he didn't magically wave his hand to help me get through whatever situation I was going through. So I do have a much more profound respect and appreciation for the people who got me. So I'm thinking like when I got kicked out of BYU-Idaho, thinking that my life was at its lowest point, even in reality, looking back on it, it's like, it's something I don't even think about that much anymore and how insignificant that really was. I mean, it did shape the rest of my life in a sense, because who knows what would have happened if I stayed. But um, I'm very thankful for all those people that have been around me and have have helped me through things. Um, well, and how do you uh, view just chance uh, of things that, have, you know, because not everything is uh, um, something that you do or that people around you do, but just things that happen. Uh, and how do you think chaos. of that? It's chaos. It's all chaos. Um, and then like sometimes you get lucky and then other times you don't. And there's got to be a, like, I just have a hard time seeing billionaires who I know are terrible people who didn't really invent anything of their own. They just kind of built off of an empire that was created for them. And I go, just got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and, uh, I don't think they worked hard and I don't think that necessarily having, um, and so if, if, if your question is more of like, what would have happened if I didn't get kicked out of school or whatever, and like the chance and randomness of things there, it's just hard to like, I don't know, I'm happy with where I am in life, but I know my life would be 100% different had I not been kicked. Like there are little events that alter time and space. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. do believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that there's like, you know, I, I don't believe in the V for Vendetta quote where it's just like, I like God, do not play with dice. Like, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think everything is just chance. And sometimes it all works out nicely. Because mm-hmm. you just think about just think how crazy it is, though. Like, t- Todd, for you and I to be talking right now, the um, the number of different little things that had to have happened, like my par- my yeah. my great great grandparents some of them getting out of murder murder acquittals like not going to prison like like just like those little random things that led to my parents having nine kids instead of eight uh, just are you the ninth just lucky yeah i'm the ninth okay so you just get i'm very You're grateful the, uh, i'm very grateful for everything that happened i'm happy that my parents were mormon and wanted to have a bunch of kids or else i yeah. wouldn't be here <laughs> You're so, you're the Saturday's Warriors child. Yes, uh, what's yeah, the yeah. the last Saturday's one? Children come, Emily. I'm Emily. Emily, you're Emily. Yeah, yeah. Coming down. Was there a Jimmy who was trying to stop you from being born? I don't think. I, I doubt it. I don't think any of my family cared what my parents were doing. Like whatever, man. Whatever. And if it was a Jimmy, it would have been like a five year old or six year old who just didn't want another brother to compete <laughs> to compete right. for attention. <laughs> but even then, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I guess part of what I think of is uh, like my what I want out of this type of thing that we're doing right now. And then just in general is for people to be able to have peaceful conversations over differences. Right. So I, I think pro- probably what's uh, a difficulty is that. Um, a lot of people just feel like they can't talk to either anyone or the people who are closest to them, right? So like, 
um, us just sitting down. So um, I'll, I'll get into this a little bit, but I consider myself a very religious person. Um, and uh, But I think it's important for people who are on all sides of this to be able to understand each other and not just to like get along and just agree to disagree, but also really appreciate um, each other's differences and perspectives. And I think that's part of what can be most hard, uh, most uh, the, the saddest thing um, when somebody leaves, uh, leaves their family's religion, leaves the Mormon church um, that there's this barrier all of a sudden, right? That uh, even if even if there's a kind of a peaceful coexistence at family reunions or on the weekends, there's always kind of a barrier. Uh, like, okay, you're not quite all the way in. And I think that's just very unfortunate. Um, and I'd like to do what I can to help people work through that and heal that. That varies from family to family. It really does seem to be, well, I should even take it a step further it's individual to individual how well they're going to react and and associate with that person afterwards because i think the first like if i were going to be giving advice to my mormon self which means i'm giving advice to mormons in case you mormons aren't picking up on it tricky um, <laughs> if i were good if uh, mormon alex um the advice that i would give to myself is you have to throw away for the for a brief moment you have to throw away everything that you believe because what happens is uh you start to see people doing things that you don't necessarily agree with uh little things so like let's say drinking coffee drinking alcohol which does have its dangerous like even more dangerous than coffee um swearing um, different other normal things that happen in the real world <laughs> and, and like most human interactions like you just have to throw away that that does not that does is not an uh, does not equate evil. Um, not saying that a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people who, who don't who don't do that. But just most of the people I know have it that kind of way. Like there are rules that you have to follow, um, and and most of them treat me with uh, with respect for the most part. But you find out very quickly that those people that you had nothing in common with besides the church. I think that's like one of the most dis uh, disappointing things about this is you go, Oh, all we would ever talk about was this calling this, that calling mm. this person, what they're doing in church, this person, what they're doing in church, what they're doing with their lives. And that's really, really sad. And then you end up just talking about, you just grasp at straws for things to have in common with one another. And so it's like, oh, mm. let's talk about the office because that's all that we really have anymore. And generally speaking, you try to avoid religious talk in general because as a Mormon person, I totally get it. Someone is coming in and attacking something that you believe and have such a profound respect, admiration, and appreciation for. And they are just kind of poo-pooing all over it. So my advice to the people who are leaving the church is what, the only time that you get to bring it up, which I know seems unfair, is if they bring it up and then Mormon people, if you open the floodgates, it's your own fault if you drown. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Uh, you cannot, like, if, if the anger gets to, like, a palpable level, it's because you brought up the subject, and it's something that they're really, really passionate about. Not all of us are like that. I am one of those, per like, I forget where it was. And it sucks, too, because it was at work. Um, but they brought up how, like, women are praying in general conference or something. Is that what? Is that never a thing before? <laughs> that, that, women... Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, it hadn't happened for, um, for 
ever. And then, uh, and then uh, the first woman to pray in conference was, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something like that. It was something else. It was like, it was kind of funny. Um, something with women in the priesthood. I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, oh, uh, witnesses maybe. Oh, that is exactly what it is. So my thing there, everybody, when you, another thing, it's the cancer thing. When you come in with a story like that and go, oh, don't call it revelation. First off, be sure to call it a policy and not a doctrine, which you're all really, really great at already. Don't worry. You guys know, you guys know, call everything a policy just in case, just in case it's not actual doctrine genius at that just so you know everything to me was a doctrine i followed every gd thing that bruce armor said said to fn do um except once again except having sex <laughs> um uh where crap where was i going with this oh because people are like celebrating this thing i'm like you know what you you guys go and apologize to the people over the last hundred years who have wanted this and were berated and othered because they wanted this so bad you owe all of them an apology because turns out they were right we could have women witness all of these different things this entire time. They were right the entire time, more right than whoever was the prophet, whoever was the apostles mm-hmm. at the time. They were more correct about that if we're celebrating it now. And like, I get upset about stuff like that and passionate about it. And like, after I get passionate and upset about it, I like simmer down. I go, why did it like, I just, the way that I did, and this has been like a recurring theme with me recently. My message wasn't incorrect. The way that I, deliver that message was incorrect but i just want to say like you think like all of these things are really awesome and amazing guys and people have wanted these things for forever they've wanted these little stupid things like how little and insignificant they are and like now it's glorious and amazing when there have been people who've been saying it shouting it from the rooftops for hundreds of years it just makes me so sad these people who are vindicated but are dead it's kind of like van gogh you know how like he wasn't a famous artist until after he was dead. I feel bad for that dude. Tortured soul yeah. his entire life, super depressed, never didn't have like a really great life. And then boom, right after he dies, all of his art is like super awesome. And he gets the recreation that might've made him have a better life. Like it's sad. Yeah. The I, Van Gogh effect. I, I, we I should feel, call it that. I feel, I feel like I'm holier than thou right now, but like, I just, I was never that person. I feel bad for these other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, that, you're going to ask that's... something then I went on my five minute rant. <laughs> no, I actually it was <laughs> my daughter was banging on the door. So, was, uh, oh, maybe we should pause for a second. But it looks like she's gone now. <laughs> so um, she could sense the evilness. Good for her. I think so. Yeah, she's trying to warn Good me. For her. Um, so, <clears throat> um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. So I think that's that's a uh, that kind of uh, uh, having your consciousness raised to think about okay, how th- these things that we just kind of go through the motions and say all the time. Uh, maybe reflect on them a little bit and and try and think how might other people perceive that comment uh, and w- that's a skill that we everyone really has to get better at with a global connected digital world and I think we're finding that out a lot um, in uh, political uh, issues and um, with uh, the, the social unrest and racial issues and things like that that things that we've just gone around saying all the time we didn't realize, oh, that can be perceived in a way that we didn't account for. Um, and I think that applies to, uh, to, to these type of uh, relationships uh, in and out of Mormonism that, you know, things that we just kind of go through the motions and say all the time, we, we've never considered how that might be received from a different perspective. And, and probably because 
I like I like your point of just like at least provisionally throwing everything out for a moment, um, and that can be very scary. But and that's why I say provisionally, right? Just like yeah. take take uh, take uh, the the glasses off for a moment, set them down with with the assurance that you can put them back on. Um, but just think, you know, if I were looking at the world from this other perspective, what would that be like? And think through that. Because I think that's an important part of having ownership of your own faith um, and a reflective religion. Um, and then you can put them back on afterwards. And um, things will probably look look different afterwards, but I think probably more developed. I, I, would, I would hope that uh, from uh, a religious perspective that that would enhance um, uh, the religious worldview um, and, and make it richer. Um, but yeah, we got to... We gotta, um, in, in, in relationships, there's a lot of responsibility and burden there, and it's difficult. Um, but because uh, you have it, to do it differently for each person. Like, I bet oh, you, yeah. how many kids you have? Three? Yeah. I bet you don't communicate the same with every one of those kids. If definitely. you're a betting man. That, that is definitely true. And so, Especially like, since one so is an infant. Communica- <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's so hard with just human interaction in general. Like, you get so used to like this good friend who you have like uh, amazing communication uh, rapport with. And then like you try to do that exact same communication method with another person who you think is similar to that person and it blows up in your face. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's like, it's really hard. Uh, And then like for, and this is what makes me the most sad too, is like the LDS church is at its best ever, like from Mm. a political standpoint, from its way that it views different things. Like the world, most religion is getting better as the years go on. So every single religion's at its peak powers when it comes to how awesome it is compared to its its uh, recent past, and even it's like uh, its old past and whatnot. Um, I would venture to say that even with the child abuse that the Catholic Church is going through right now, it's probably still much better than it was a thousand years ago, where. They could kill whoever they wanted while still also molesting children if they wanted to. Like, it, like and I know, I know it's like kind of how we started off. Like, well, well, we should still care about it. I know. I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about it. But hey, I go back to quit. If you care about it so much, quit your job. Make that your full time job. You you go help that thing. Oh, 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 but I need to provide for my family. I know because you care about your family. You don't care about the kids that are getting molested by the Catholic priest. That and that's fine. I'm not mad about that. Just shut up. <laughs> just, just shut up about it. like you. you it, it's the classic. Like the the bark is is stronger than the bite. Like nobody actually does. That's my most biggest frustration right now with like anything is nobody actually does anything. Everyone mm. just bitches and complains about every single thing. They don't actually try to make a difference with anything going on. I went and marched. Uh, no offense. Cool. Cool. And, and then guess what? A couple weeks later, another person got killed. Much good that that did. Sorry. 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 I took this to a yeah. dark place. Wow. I, yeah. I that one really dark. That. Yeah. No, I, but uh, yeah, there's uh, it's it's difficult because, you know, we want to do good things, but there's kind of this um, I, I, maybe despair of uh, lack of power we have. Like, you know, we, we want to do something, but we don't know what to do or feel like we can do anything about and it. And then when you ask, people get mad at you. 
You should have. You shouldn't have to ask that. I'm like, all right, well, guess what I'm going to continue to do? I'm going to continue to quarantine, going to continue to play music on my piano, try to write songs. That's what I'm going to continue to try to do. Yeah. Because, well, you know, like there's very few things that I find joy in life from. So I'm going yeah. to try to. And that's what sucks, too. I always feel like I come across as like super negative whenever I start to get into like conversations like this. And I think it's because I have such a positive outlook on the world. We're just like still living in the best time ever. Like this is the best. Like I, I was talking to my, my I was having a problem with the Zoom connection. And I was like, I was starting to get mad. I was like, mother F, like, you know, the classic upset at technology when Google Maps doesn't work. And then I go, I am so happy that the thing that I get to get mad at today is that my Zoom link isn't letting everybody get in. Our technology, our technologic advances have gone so far that that is all that I get to get angry about today. I don't have to, like, I get to worry about that. I don't have to worry about, so what am I going to feed myself today? Makes you wonder, like, yeah, in the future, when technology is an order of magnitude more advanced, too, like, what we'll get upset about. We don't. We can't even imagine now what we'll be upset about in, in the future. And I think that's part of the reason that I love that I'm upset about. I get upset about the LDS Church because it is like for all of the good that the church is doing and for all of the positivity, it is still pretty antiquated, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. Like it, it does seem. This isn't. I haven't come up with this. Like someone's like, it always seems like the church is like twenty years behind, and I would say, kind of accurate. Like I feel like as far as what we view as important appropriate morality they're at 2000s now 2000s mm. people starting to get a lot of tattoos people starting to get a lot of piercings wearing a lot of uh, bikinis now people in the mormon church are doing that too and that's great uh, granted they did have a rules established to negate the 20 uh, the 2000 um feelings towards morality but like now we're in 2020 and like they don't even talk about that stuff anymore they don't care um and so, sorry, and so my point there is just the order of magnitude of where we're going to be. I think that's why I focus on the church. So it's just like, it's such an easy target. It's such an easy thing where if I want to put my anger or whatever anxiety I'm feeling in life, I can put it towards that. And it, I feel better faster. Granted, albeit it's kind of like heroin, it goes away. Um, and that's why I go to, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what the point of this life is now with the knowledge that I believe and, mm -hmm. and that's tough. Yeah. Well, and, and I think of that as kind of a, um, either a religious, um, exercise or it's kind of like the new version, right? Cause we're always, um, uh, I think we're always going to be concerned about what is, what is it we're doing here, uh, in this life? What are we trying to accomplish or what's the purpose of it all? You know, those questions probably don't age old questions. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those are those are questions that religion does deal with. So, in in a way, whether we call it religion or not, it, it uh, carries on. Uh, in Do you some believe form. in eternal progression? Eternal progression, like, like yeah, so, in, uh, in the like, so, like, yeah, so, like, terrestrial people can go to tele or celestial can go to terrestrial, terrestrial to celestial, or yeah, however so, the order is. Yeah, my hunch is that the there's probably some form of universal salvation that is true. So like everyone can, um, yeah, can um, attain the highest uh, form of reward and, and peace. Uh, so yeah. But like, they can get that after life. Yeah. Yeah. So like for example, you're not yeah. set in the 
terrestrial kingdom your entire life. For all of eternity. I don't think yeah, so. Eternity, yeah. Mm. That's a better better said. Life is 80 years. Eternity is forever. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I do, yeah. That, that's, my, uh, that's my theory, yeah. That, uh, do you feel like that's super nuanced? Or um, do you think that's a, very, a pretty common belief for the LDS faith? That is a good question. Um, because yeah, I believe I'm, I'm that not way, all the, is yeah, why I'm asking. <laughs> I'm not necessarily a, a good at uh, gauging that because sometimes I'm surprised. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll think something is a, is a common view and I'll bring it up uh, like in Sunday school or something. And then people will be like, whoa. <laughs> uh, and like, really? I thought doesn't everyone that thought that. Doesn't that illustrate but a problem? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Because <laughs> um, I felt the same way too, like uh, in church. Like, I feel like there needs to be a, I don't, I don't know what it would be though like a declaration or it's just like, this is, this is how we believe everything. Yeah. Cause that's um, a big deal. Like, don't get me wrong. I, there are small things that I yeah. just brought up like ear piercings that I don't really care about. But like, yeah, there's a difference between finite if, uh, infinity, which I know sounds stupid uh, or, or fixed infinity as compared to an eternal progression of maybe you're at the worst kingdom when you start off and moving forward. Like Right. Like, significant yeah it makes a big difference right and especially like in our family relationships because we tend to think like okay i'm going to the celestial kingdom right uh but uh uh joe over here who's uh kind of gone down a different path not so sure about him um how we interact with him uh it makes a difference that doctrinal view so like if we think that it's this life and then after death there's no reform you know it's the fate is sealed um then we're going to be a lot more concerned and and try and influence uh whereas um if uh if we think okay that reform and progression can still persist afterward um probably be take things a little easier be a little more patient um i would think just focus on having a positive relationship um and not not be so uptight about it probably so what do you think makes it um because granted, we don't really know each other. Like, let's be honest. Like, we had yeah. that one podcast yeah. where we talked for three hours. Right. Um, what makes it so easy for someone like you and then someone like me to have a conversation? But I, I don't know your family, nor do I know people in your ward or anything like that. But I bet you there are people who would not get as get along with me as well as they might get along with someone like you. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, for some reason, you and I have no problem communicating you and that other person have no problem communicating. The transitive property doesn't work. That's out. what I was going to say. Yeah, it's not transitive. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, and then I talk with that person. They're just like, no, he's a, he's an a hole. I don't, I don't like that guy at all. Like I don't know what. Like I don't, I don't know if it's because you can take the way that I communicate, or if it's I communicate differently with you. Like, I honestly don't get it. Like because from day one, I felt there were people in the abyss. If I'm bringing up the abyss, where it was just like super easy communicating with them, and like I never felt like my opinion was misconstrued in any way but then there are other people i'm like they didn't get it they didn't get what i meant and now they don't like me yeah <laughs> well and if i could say like what just there, common, there, which is human interaction two options that we could look at here of what what the answer is like one is that there are some some styles of interaction that just get along with everyone that that could be one interpretation yeah. i don't think that's it I, I, the other would be that there are kind of overlaps right there are bridges so um you have groups a b c and d Somebody can uh, can overlap with A and B. Somebody can inter oh, it can overlap with C and D. That's probably what yeah. it is. Um, so, like, um, I I don't necessarily uh, for for somebody who's just like really really um, 
bitter and like uh, nothing good about Mormonism or about religion at all. I'm probably not going to have much of a conversation there because uh, there just wouldn't be too much in common. I, you know, I try not to. And there are people like that too. Yeah, right. So I, my bridge wouldn't overlap with that, but but my bridge definitely overlaps with um, uh, religious people, right? Uh, uh, because I share a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, the same views. Uh, and so, uh, um, yeah, that's probably, that's probably what it is. I think you're right. That it's not necessarily transitive. Uh, so maybe, maybe we have to have like a get, bit of a game of telephone to get, <laughs> well, to get ideas across between the I'm, different groups. I try to do like the, um, uh, like the, the sandwich, the criticism sandwich where like you start off positive, negative, positive. And I just feel like that's so condescending. So like, especially like most adults who's like, oh, I'm going to force these because there are nice things to say about the church. Like the way that they view family for the most part is very, very effective and efficient to growing and having useful children, good and them being good citizens. Now, once you throw in the wrench of anything LGD, LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera, um, that's when it becomes a little bit complicated. But for the most part, the family aspect of it is great. The community of it is pretty fantastic for the most part, especially the people who really give a damn. Otherwise, you just have people, because that is the nice thing that is frequently talked about. You you move into an area, you have instant friends, but you also lose those friends immediately if you ever move for the most part, unless you've lived in that area for a long time and were able to form 10-year, 20-year bonds with these people. But typically speaking, it just seems like and this is normal because it's life. I go back to all people give a damn about are their close friends and their family. So it's themselves, their family and taking care of them and sometimes putting their family above them, which is nuts to me because if you're dead, you can no longer take care of your family. So you care less about these other three people if you're trying to save that one person with your own life. Uh, so obviously, it's a, a little uh, different story. But uh, you have these built-in friends and these that's the one thing I don't miss is like, and then what's been really hard for me is like, oh, people didn't actually like me. Um, they, they were told that they were supposed to be nice to people. And then when I leave, that relationship really isn't like a relationship anymore. It was just like, yeah, you're just supposed to like interact and be nice to people. I'm like, oh my God, this entire time I thought like we were really, really good friends. And then now because um, of generally it's geography, now, because of geography, we no longer have that same interaction. But I also get it because like people have lives; they have kids, they have like things that are going on. But um, yeah, it's been really and, and that could just be actually not an LDS thing at all. Just like my personality and how it message mesh, meshes with people that they don't want to put in that time and effort anymore. Which either 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 realization sucks. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> either I, either I'm a huge problem or these people have never actually loved me and both don't feel good. And it'd be nice for there to be like a positive, happy one. Like, Oh, you know, like life just gets busy, but I just doubt that <laughs> your life was just as busy three years ago when I was living next to you. <laughs> but yeah. not, not much has changed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I liked, uh, what you said about the sandwich thing of, uh, I, I think I, I agree. It can come off disingenuous i think it can come off fine if it's sincere like uh if it's not even as a ploy to kind of oh i'm gonna try and 
set this person up. What to if not I be come ground? But yeah, right. Because um, I, I, I think lure it, them into a false sense of security. Right. Yeah. Because I usually, um, I, I, I probably do something like that often in conversations, but it's not necessarily calculated. It's just uh, natural, and I, I think that's probably fine. But, but yeah, I agree. You, you, you don't. Uh, a, a lot of times, uh, if it's just kind of like, okay, this is what we're talking about right now. This is what matters. You know, we don't have to hedge everything. We just need to, you know, if somebody has a concern, uh, like this bothers me, just listen and like, yeah, okay, I can see, I can see why that would bother you. And maybe not even bring up an apologetic for it in that moment, if you have, even if you have one. Because like a lot of times, um, if there's an issue that people have, I could think of ways to, uh, ways to mitigate it um, or to answer it in ways that, um, or, you know, that's not quite the full story, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that might work uh, from a logical point of view, you know, if, if we're if we're really trying to do something academic to answer a question or an issue. But it, that's usually not the case, right? We're, we're dealing with a personal issue. So it's not the moment for that. You know, maybe that comes later. Um, at the moment, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, I want to, you know, I'll listen to uh, the concern and... Um, receive it, be receptive, be a listening ear and, uh, um, say, yeah, I hear that. Um, that's probably more important, uh, cause people need to get things out. Do you ever struggle with what is and what isn't important? Because like, once again, I believe that it's the family friends and then using your money, how you want to, to take care of people you don't know. So, um, Cause I don't feel like, oh, sorry, sorry, but yeah. I want yeah, to add to that question a little bit more. Like, cause I think that's the thing I'm struggling with a lot, especially like in conversations like this about like the LES faith. If I really don't believe that it ends up mattering in the end, like why do I talk about it as much as I do? Because really what I should be talking about a lot is the U S tax code. I should be trying to figure that out because if we can figure out the U S tax code, there could be more wealth and prosperity for these friends of mine, for myself and for my family. But I never, talk about that i talk about all these things that i literally can't change is that something that you ever are there things that you feel like why do i why am i so passionate about this this one thing that isn't Definitely. going to change the world yeah so um a few things on that so one is like uh, i guess i'll start with the tax code one so that's a that's kind of a technical issue of how to how to accomplish something um but then uh in the first place um, it's important to get people to care about the things that the tax code um, address, right? So if we're wanting to make a more just society, um, say that like we, we want to reform the tax code to create services uh, for people to take care of uh, people f uh, for their needs and things like that. Um, then that, then that's an issue too, like, right? So um, to care about another person um, is a, uh, it's a trait that needs to be developed and there's a lot of selfishness in the world, right? That's something I've been noticing uh, recently that uh, people are very concerned only about their own, uh, their own selves or, or about their families, but don't really care about people who don't look or think like them, even within the same country. Um, and that gets on bigger issues that I think start to get into uh, a religious sphere. So, um, one of the ways I think about uh, religious topics is religion is kind of like what's most ultimate. What is the biggest thing? Like um, it, we could think of that metaphysically or just ethically and socially, right? So metaphysically, it could be like, okay, what, how, how does the universe come into being and how do we exist and all that? 
Um, and then ethically, uh, it's like, okay, what, what is it that we're doing here? What are we trying to do with our lives? So what are we trying to do with each other? Uh, and so those big ultimate questions, um, I think of as religious in nature. Um, and whether you have the whole structure around that, whether it's like uh, the biblical stories or uh, the, the Mormon plan of salvation, right? Those are, those are the nuts and bolts of it. But the big questions I think of as religious in nature. So why do I care about those? I think it, it actually does relate to uh, the very technical questions of running, of running a society, like um, how to have the tax code. Uh, and actually an interesting... Uh, an interesting example of that, I would say, is Hugh Nibley. Um, so Hugh Nibley is well-known uh, Mormon apologist who also was very concerned about social issues and how to have a just society and how to apply um, the ideas of care and love for your neighbor um, in actual practice. Uh, um, so um, I think I think it all relates. Um, so it, it's more, it's not just like, um it's like just, a tree it's like you have the you have the trunk of the tree and then you have all of the different branches that are mm-hmm. coming off it and then to the leaves and to what maybe maybe there's some fruit so you have some blossoms on yep. there too, yeah the yeah and and so in uh there are in uh in math and physics there's this idea that you can do a, a different um uh a different frame of reference to look at the same object right so um I, I think in some cases there's like there's this a, there's a religious uh, reference frame to look at things, um, and then there's a non-religious frame to look at things, and and they could be oriented differently, right? It could look upside down, um, uh, and it might seem like it's a different thing. But I think one of the reasons it's good to look at things from different frames, right? Taking off, uh, putting everything that you believe away for a second, and looking at it in a different way is to see those similarities. So like how I've been describing it is the tree. Um, the religious questions are, are the trunk, right? Uh, the trunk and the roots, roots that give right to give rise to everything else. Whereas um, from a, from another perspective, from a, from a non-religious secular perspective, it might look complete opposite, right? Like the religious stuff are just the branches that maybe we could even trim away where the, the trunk are the more uh, technocratic issues of how to run an economy. Uh, so, um, that uh, Karl Marx talked about it as uh, like the religions, the superstructure, but what really matters is the economic stuff. Yeah, I think there's, there's a point to that. It's, um, but uh, um, I don't necessarily think they're contradictory, um, but there has to be, uh, we have to talk through it, right? And I think that's, that's, that's an interesting part of the political process. There's a breakdown where it's like, we see these unbridgeable divides that I don't necessarily think are unbridgeable on a lot of things. Because uh, I, I do think Christianity, for example, and Mormonism, um, has a lot that could be applied um, politically in different ways. Um, and so we, we see a lot of the very uh, the Christian right, the LDS right, um, where in, I, I think in the scriptures, a lot of it could be applied on the other side as well, even, even this for cultural reasons or maybe just for reasons of of habit um it's not um actually you know it makes me upset as we're talking about this i'm getting a little steamed as because i was Uh as you were as you were saying that like you were i was saying it's like why is it that like the lds people that i follow on facebook instagram twitter in the south 
or in very white gentrified areas or anyways, essentially there isn't one. We, we, the this church proclaims to have like all of the truth, but there's not one single place that I've ever been that has been exactly the same as the other. Yeah. We all have mm-hmm. basketball courts. Yeah. We all have like those little, little niceties uh, in all of our buildings and whatnot. And like, they look relatively the same, but for some reason, everyone's getting the exact same doctrine and taking it a much different way. What would be great is if I'm being sarcastic right now, everyone, what would be great is if there was a person on earth who could just tell us exactly what to do. We still don't have to do it. Like literally the prophet can speak and tell us exactly what to do and you can still go against it. Where are you at? Where are you at, Russ? Like as, a, as even just like as like a, I'm not even trying to offend anyone right now. As like someone who has felt so confused over the last six months, not knowing what the F's going on with the pandemic, not fully understanding what's going on with Black Lives Matters and all of these different weird things we've never experienced before. I would love just anyone to talk with... The, the person who was pro- proclaimed to have this power, I would love for them to like say anything. Yeah, people are going to nitpick and people are going to make fun of it because you're obviously going to get things wrong, but it would just be comforting. Like being in the state of Utah, it would be great to know that everyone in the state of Utah is on the same page in some way. And even if I don't believe whatever Russell M. Nelson prophesies about what's going on, I would still get behind my community because I just want to feel like there is some sort of unity right now. And there still isn't. Um, and so I, I don't want this to come across to any LDS people listening. I don't want this to come across like I'm attacking your beloved, um, your beloved prophet in any way, even though I know that I just want him to do his job. <laughs> and I know that sounds terrible, yeah, but yeah. like, but I don't know of any other way to say it. But like, I pro- please prophesy, please like anything, anything to get like, and don't say we, uh, we suggest that all, and don't have your, you come out and say it homeboy. Like you, you have an opportunity. Like uh, we advise all uh, members in the, in the state of Utah to wear masks. Like why just the state of Utah? Why, why is that what just came out? How are we not saying like all members, we should all do this. Like, because I, I understand what it is. Like everywhere is different. And so you have a different, like Mexico Mormonism is different than United States Mormonism. I understand. Like it's not unified anywhere, but it would just be so nice I'm, I'm, I'm crying. I'm, I'm a, I'm a boy in the wilderness crying out Russell M. Nelson, uh, Jesus, God, have your prophet prophesy. Um, I, I, if there's one prayer that I wish could be answered, have him prophesy. And like, great. Maybe he will in October. I'd like to, I'd like to hear something from him in the next month, if possible, since you always tell us when we make goals to make timelines for those goals, I'd like to set a timeline for you. Oh, look at this guy trying to command God right now. No, I'm just a guy who's trying to figure out my fucking life. Sorry. I'm sorry that all, I'm sorry that all I want is some guidance, but I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I got so <laughs> Yeah. Wow. wow. I, I don't know what, like, I just give me something, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. It's, um, I, I wouldn't say I, I have the same, uh, th- those are very high expectations. I don't think I, what are you talking about? How are those high expectations? My expectations are for him to do 
exactly what he was called to do. How is that a higher expectation? If, if, that's, if that's what he was called to do. It's, I, like, it's I, like me, yeah. it's me being, if, that, if he wasn't called to prophesy, what was he called to do? Like, it, it would be like me, be me right now after you have your three kids, just be like, man, I'm just, I don't know if I have much loftier goals than for you to just feed your kids. Go ahead and beat them. Like, I know that that's creating a straw man right there, like, to be fair. But, like, I'm sorry that I have such high expectations of the greatest being ever known in the history of the universe. My expectations are literally, like, at the level of the genie from the Aladdin. Those are, the, those are my levels yeah. of expectation. It's not higher than that. It's pretty low. So you got, you got the genie from Aladdin right here. You got like Aladdin's down here. It's not that high. Not that high. I feel like God's way up here with the amount of power he has. Yeah. So Sorry, you're talking I, about I God. I apologize not- to all of your LDS listeners because <laughs> I just turned them off significantly with, with how I was just talking. But like, I don't know. That's why I left. I'm sorry that like I, I left because I felt like I didn't have any direction anymore. And, um, and so it all, it all comes back to that. I'm just like, I feel like Joseph Smith sometimes. We have all of these religions. And when I say all of these religions, I mean all of these religions within Mormonism, within the LDS faith itself. And no, I'm not talking about the fundamentalists. I'm talking about literally Brigham's church. We have all of these different churches that are saying all of these different things on how you should live. And I am confused. And that is why I left because I could not find anything unifying among these people. I could have I could have been okay with Joseph's polygamy if everybody agreed on it, but not everybody agrees on it. I could have been okay with the racism of Brigham Young and him taking the priesthood and temple blessings away from all people of color. But we can't all agree on that either. Like so, I just wish there was some sort of unification. You would have been okay with with that just if everyone agreed on it? I would have been okay with it if we could all agree on like, cause you, so this is what I mean by there's the, the, the group that's just like, he was a racist and a person of his time. And that's it. And that wasn't great. But then you also have the people who are just like, no, he was absolutely correct. What he was saying about them being lesser people is valid. Like I, and I don't hear anybody coming out and saying, I know that they have the, like the essays, the famous essays and whatnot, but like, I don't hear anybody coming out and saying, so he was like, once again, Russell M. Nelson, all you have to do, I know you're listening to this podcast, all you have to do is come out and disavow it. And you want to know what? You're not going to lose anybody. There aren't going to be more people who leave or exodus the church. People will stay because they'll be like, finally, finally, someone has acknowledged and apologized for these. I wouldn't say they're terrible things, but these really bad things. Like when I think terrible things, I think of like genocide. Uh, like the Mormon church has never genocided anyone um, to my knowledge, <laughs> to my knowledge. Uh, I know the old Testament, there were some genocides, but the LDS church hasn't killed a bunch of people. Um, and sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting so passionate right now. and like just talking on and on. Um, but that's what I meant. That's what I meant by like the, and even so, and within those two groups, there's nuances within each of those groups. Like, I just wish that, I just wish there was someone who could come out and unify us behind one thing. Because especially now with the state of how polarized we are politically, it would just be nice to have there be something. And that's what my wife and I, like, not to like toot our own horns, we did the, the big fast that they did back in March or April, I believe it was. I think it was April because it was like Easter. Um, like we participated in that fast, fully knowing that fasts don't do anything, but knowing that the idea of uh, the community being together and us being a part of that could be the start of something for the future. 
um, some sort of unit. Cause what I want is I don't want us to, uh, to like be those people in Utah who are just always kind of like, Oh, those are Alex drinks. Uh, so I don't know if we can have him over around our kids. Um, cause he drink, like, I, I want there to be like, Oh, this is totally normal. And we can all be friends. I feel like Michael Scott sometimes just like, <laughs> like, I want a million friends. Like, I don't actually want a million friends. I just want everyone to like be cool with each other for the most part. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, on the, um, <clears throat> I guess I, I'm not as uh, bothered by the differences, like the different churches you talk about in within the church. Um, hmm. Cause I, I would get scared if there were, because, you know, for example, uh, North Korea is very unified around a leader, right? Uh, yeah, okay, I, see, I, yeah, I got you. So, um, you know, it, it, so the expectation that it's going to be um, perfect um, and everyone getting around one thing, that, that's a little worrisome to me, uh, where I'm, I'm more of like, let's have everybody talk with each other and allow... Well, pushing it back again, though, but isn't that like what Jesus is going to do when he comes back? Isn't that the whole idea of Adam on Diamond? Like, aren't to, we eventually all going to have like one? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, um, that's that's a good question. That's a good point. Um, that's how I always but, thought. But, I always yeah, thought he was well, like yeah, yeah, yeah. To its paradisiacal glory or whatever. I don't know. Right. Well, so um, unanswered questions. <laughs> <laughs> so well because i because i think about it like what, what is it to me the, john sorry i keep in, in, interrupting you prophesy yeah. to me please i'm so desperate for answers <laughs> you know i know that, i know that you're the most likely uh, person to have them yeah well th- this is something that i think about like what, what what is healthy for a religious community um and i've been kind of thinking in the other direction that what would be healthy um for uh the lds community uh both locally and globally is to um, permit a little bit more variation and uh, uh, be open to conversation and things like that. Um, so like we've been talking a little bit on the, on the board about Judaism um, and uh, now there are definitely, I, I haven't got into it yet. There are definitely some very closed societies within Judaism, um, but there's a lot of openness as well. Right. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, variation and different movements within Judaism and different ways to be Jewish. And um, that's, it's an evolving system, but you know, there, there's some stuff there that works very well, I think. Um, and that I think would be good to apply in, in uh, Christianity and Mormonism as well. Because uh, I, I guess what I'm thinking about are the, the people who don't feel like the one message to the extent that there is one granted there's not right uh, but to the extent that there is kind of a dominant message if they don't feel like they can completely buy into that um, is it just a wholesale acceptance or rejection um, I don't think it needs to be um, that maybe we could slow down a little bit um, have conversations reflect and uh, and there could be room for different uh, for different perspectives, but that's more pluralistic, right? Um, that's not the one message. When you say of, perspective, though, you're you're referring to like you have different perspectives on policy, history. What, what exactly? Oh, just all of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, people will probably. I, I know history is a big one. Uh, you know, pe- uh, it seems to be a, a big thing that uh, people uh, are exposed to first. Uh, 
that uh, the history might be more complicated. Uh, but uh, then a policy is a big one too, right? Uh, um, it seems like there's probably, history seems to be the one that's more um, more of a problem, be like, oh, I now I'm really concerned. I'm not sure I can be Mormon anymore. Whereas with policy, I haven't seen that as much. It's, it's more like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a Mormon who is in support of gay marriage, but that's not, that doesn't really affect the foundations, you know. Um, it se- that seems to be. I was the there at Prop Eight. Eight. I was there when they read how we should vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like so. But like, I, like that's like, but that's like one of those. Things. I like that there is nuance because the church can grow and improve. But then that by saying that a church can grow and improve, you're automatically saying that it isn't perfect, which I right. think is honestly kind of cooler in yeah. my opinion having a a flawed church that is evolving to become the perfect religion at some point but then you also lose a lot of the past doctor or past teachings where it's just like no it's the one one true church just like well it will like oh my god like isn't that like so such a more powerful thing like we will be the one true church yes. once jesus is at the head of it again during the second coming we are we will have be the one true like we do know that we know we're not perfect right now but we will get there and we are the only path to get there but is that is that even true like that's what i love about mormonism heaven uh mormon heaven like just in general like it's the best it's the best heaven because everyone has a chance except for sons of perdition everyone has a chance uh whereas with like christian religion it's like all right well it's uh you're everyone's going to hell (laughs) (laughs) and with Mormons, everyone makes it to heaven well you know and uh so uh terrell givens he has a book uh called people of paradox and it's about mormon culture and uh identity and he talks about these kind of tensions so um i i don't remember what they were he has like four big ones but i'll just say i think one tension is this idea of there's the one true church but then also it's an evolving church right um, that we continue to have um, ongoing progression and revelation, even though it's already like the one true church. So those ideas don't fit together perfectly, but I mean, that's something where, where that tension comes in, that's uh, creative tension, I think. Um, and, and I agree, that's uh, something we don't always think about, that uh, when we celebrate the changes, um, but we're scared of future changes, right? Because uh, implicit in that, what we don't always address is that things aren't perfect now, or uh, there are some things that we do now that aren't aren't correct uh, and that will be corrected. Um, we don't we don't always put it well. We hardly ever put it that way, but I, I think that follows from the logic of it. And if I could just add to that a little, I also wish that we were better at celebrating those who wanted the changes. I already said this, but wanted the changes before the changes happened. Because those are the people that I feel, uh, I'll be honest, I don't care that much. But those are the people who, like, when I hear about them, I feel bad for them. I'm not going out and trying to find out who these people are, being blatantly honest. But I know that that they exist. Then there's also, like, people that are, like, just dicks, man. Like, most of, like, the ex-Mormon leaders are all a bunch of douchebags. Um, Like, that are all, they do it under the pretense of care, but they're just trying to make as much money as they can. Which which I hate because it's like pre- see you guys see, like it kind of confirmation bias for all Mormons like they're just trying to make money I'm like mm, I feel I feel like uh, I need to give a, a disclaimer that uh, these are Alex's views and not mine 
<laughs> but well, I didn't name any people. I didn't no, name anyone. I didn't name anyone yet. I haven't. Uh, I haven't uh, created any uh, libel, libelous situations for you yet. Um, it's slander. It would be but, slander. But I hear you, Alex, and I validate your <laughs> man because I. Uh... Anyways, there's just a, it's. But that's also like the realization of just people are people, and like that's what sucks too. Because what what sucks for Mormons, to be honest, is like you guys have a direct line to God. You should be able to make good decisions all the time. And these people who no longer have that direct line to God, it makes sense that they're making these poor decisions and mistakes, mm-hmm. um, which is unfair to them. Like if, if I am being a true humanist slash atheist agnostic, whatever the hell you want to label me as, they're just people trying to do the best that they can with the knowledge and information that they have for the most part. I don't believe that anybody is trying to do nefarious, evil things. I think everything that people do, they believe are good things. And that goes for, goes for terrible people who make really bad decisions. I don't think, I'm thinking like rapists and murderers. Um, I think there's very, until they get caught, there's very rarely like remorse. Sometimes there is, but I think more often than not, like people are doing things because they think they're doing the right thing, even if it's not. Well, and, and that's what sucks too for me. It's like, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. And I know people like when they hear that, they go, see, Alex is lost. He doesn't know what's right or what's wrong. It's just like, I, I go back to, eventually this world is going to end one way or another. We're either all going to forget about it or all see it. Um, depending on, on how you believe, or if you're believing reincarnation, no, it's still, we either will remember it or we won't. One It'll be days. the end of 2020, I think. And so when, when those things are not clear and cut, as far as like what is correct and what is incorrect, it's very hard for me to even care about like the choices I make now. Cause I just go, yep, 150 years, no one's going to remember any, any mm-hmm. of this. Like we remember uh, Genghis, Genghis Kong, but I don't really know him. I know the name. I don't really know that much about him. Uh, we remember Hitler, obviously. Like, there are names. But, like, what? Hitler was, what, 70 years ago? Give it another 150, 300, 400 years. Like, it's going to be just like Hannibal to the Romans. We're, we're going to forget about him. Like, and, and that's so crazy for me to, like, think about. But, like, no, like, every single once a year, there's a movie about Hitler. Like, that. Well, 80 movies in 80 years compared to all of eternity is not that many movies. It's, it's just so it's hard. It's hard for me to fully comprehend and understand. But what is right and what is wrong in reality? I know what I think is like, do I think genocide's bad? Yeah. Are there people who think it's right? Do people, they're a part of eugenics I'm not completely opposed to. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean, like, if there is a way to identify, oh, we know that you're going to have MS, we can switch this little thing so that you don't have MS. That's what I mean by I'm okay with eugenics. Right. I don't mean like, oh, you have MS, we're going to kill you. Right. Like, right. That's, that's not the part of eugenics I support. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. There are these terrible things that we can get rid of that is just like, yeah, for sure, let's do it. So eugenics in, in and of itself, something that people think of as a boogeyman that they hate, I am pro in some ways for. It's like uh, another thing, Thanos. Yeah. Like the thing I was before he got super angry, I was like, I get it. Like, I kind of get what you're going there. There, like, we are overpopulated and raping the earth of all of its natural resources. Um, and because that's an important thing about Thanos that people don't realize he didn't just kill humans, 
like I think people view it like genocide. No, he killed half of every single living living thing. Mm. So in order to bring it back into balance. So for example, I believe if someone was ex going on extinction, so let's say the black rhinoceros, he would not have eliminated any black rhinoceros. He would have eliminated only things that are overpopulated and taking too much. Hmm. So that's why I was pro Thanos. <laughs> I'm trying to explain why I, I support a fictional character. So let, let me get back to Hitler. So the things <laughs> I like about him, uh, but does that, does, I know that I was just rambling again, but essentially it's just like, there's no such thing as eternal truths or an eternal truth, big T, whatever, in my, in my opinion. And it seems like with LDS culture, it's almost like we have this Greek God, Roman God, Hindu God type thing where each individual policy or doctrine is like its own type of God. And then we do have our Zeus that is kind of over everybody, Zeus and Jupiter that's over everything. But like we have the, the little policies and doctrines and rules that are like um, a Dionysus, that are a, a Hermes, that are like all of these other Apollo. Uh, nothing's really changed. We've just changed the names of them, just like mm -hmm. the Romans did. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, do you want me to go off on the church again? Because I could do that for another. No, I, no, I'm no. Just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah, but I, 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 but if, I, if there was anything that I kind of wanted to hope or like for any, any LDS people who are listening after like, and I apologize because I, I understand how sacred these things are to you that are no longer sacred to me at all. Um, just know that like for the most part, they're just going through the Kubler-Ross model when people leave. That's why they get angry. That's what, why what they is get that? depressed. So the Kubler-Ross model is just the stages of grief. Um, oh, okay. And so that's the uh, bargaining, acceptance, <clears throat> like all those different, I can't think of them like in order, but people are just dealing with the loss of once again, they lost their father in heaven. They lost their brother in heaven. They lost their savior. They lose, they're losing some of their, they're losing people who have already died again because they thought that they were going to be able to see them after this life. They're going through a number of different things. Right. It doesn't justify how we treat you and how we are negative towards you. But if you could have a little bit of empathy as people are dealing with the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people, that'd be great. <laughs> and once yeah. again, we'll try to be as nice as we can to you. Eventually we'll get to the accept acceptance stage. Um, just know that it's, it's a lot harder than you probably think. Like, it's a lot harder than you think it is. That's something I keep coming back to at thinking about is, is time, just the, the role of time in things. Um, and not just in uh, changes in faith, but like if, if somebody's going through something really traumatic, like how do you, how do you come back from that? Um, and time is just such a, an important thing. Uh, do you mean in terms of like how long it can take because it will vary essentially or just allowing yeah. the process to go? That it's a process, right? So um, you mentioned, uh, is, is, you said Kubler-Ross? Yeah. Um, so that's a process, right? So it, uh, there's, there's time involved in it that uh, uh, people have to pass through. So, and, and, and it's, it's hard to rush those things a lot of times. Um, and it's different for everybody. Yeah. Well, because some you know, people who are in the church for like sixty years get over it in like a couple of days. There are people who've been in the church for like three months who hold on to it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> sorry, Corona. No. Uh, <laughs> it's always Corona. 
Uh, yeah, I hope not. Um, and uh, I'm hanging out with you for the last hour and a half. I know you could get it through the microphone. Through the microphone <laughs> technology, it's advancing. We can even share diseases through uh, electronic signals. Anyway, yeah, I guess sorry. what I um, what I'd like to do. I mean, we should probably wrap up now because uh, uh, we're about hour and a half. About hour fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it would be interesting for me, at least, to do a follow up where maybe we. Maybe I talk more about uh, kind of where I come from uh, yeah. on these things because uh, I I think the uh, <laughs> yeah instead you of me just attacking yeah, you, no, no. <laughs> you as the proxy for all of LDS <laughs> LDS cult, like, <laughs> I don't even believe some of the stuff you're attacking me for right now. I don't, no, yeah, so like uh, no, I, I wanted I wanted to let you talk, uh, um, but uh, and, but the reason I would like to do that is because um, uh, a couple things. One is I think it's. Uh, important to figure out how to work through these uh, through these uh, topics um, between people of different perspectives right because I think um, to maybe not model but kind of uh, do trial and error uh, um, on display don't um, model after me <laughs> nobody anyone who's leaving the church do not model after me <laughs> um, but 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 Let's people, get over it but but uh, it's an important thing to figure out, uh, and it's, it's an important process to figure out. And then also, like uh, something in my own um, personal interest that I'm trying to figure out is kind of how to be, how to do missionary work, but like in in the language, in non-religious language, in secular language, um, to maybe present uh, Christianity or Mormonism. Um, in a way that is um palatable yeah 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 sure yeah palatable um because uh so like um i, I think of it in this way. so so you went to mexico i went to paraguay you know we both spoke spanish um so there's a language there and, and also culture right so um uh, you you kind of learn the culture and how to uh communicate through that so there's there's a big translation process that goes along and I think there's a worldview translation process as well. So if like if I were a missionary called to uh, preach the gospel to a secular world, there's there's a language to that, and there's a worldview and culture to kind of take on. Um, and I got to figure out how to do that, right? Um, and so that's that's something I'm working to. So I think it would be interesting to have a follow up conversation um, where I kind of try to explain. Um, uh, my views and bounce them off of you to, uh, to, to, to present be, them to be torn down, <laughs> to be, no, hopefully not to be torn down. Right. But, like, uh, to be understood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I would almost be better to have someone like Sheila. Well, no, cause Sheila even went <laughs> to a Christian thing, but like someone who's not LDS because I know all of the vernacular. And then I also know like all of the retorts to like specifically LDS stuff. But when it comes to like spiritual, like spiritual, health in general i'm i'm totally totally down for that because i don't like i don't like it sucks man like i'm sure a lot of people just well Alex, just come back if if you say it sucks i'm like no that sucked more like you know like i like it, it's trying to have the least amount of suckiness yeah, so, <laughs> at this yeah. Point. and i once again i hope i get through the wilderness at some point where it's just like oh i get life now i understand it now it sucks that i'm 30 so that means i'll have 50 or fewer years to like enjoy it potentially, but I do strive to get to that. I don't even know what it is. I mean, self-actualization mm -hmm. 
as often referred to in psychology, maybe, but something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everyone's seeking that, right. Whatever that is, uh, as just a placeholder. Um, and, uh, there are, there are lots of different, um, ways to do that. Um, and, uh, I think a kind of eclecticism can be helpful. You're just like pulling ideas from different places and trying them out, looking at them and seeing what, what can work. That's one reason I like to get into all of this. I was, I was asked the other day, like, uh, you know, if I was a religious person and, and I said, yes. Um, but, but then talked a little bit about like how, um, like my, my curiosity and interest is very, very broad. Like I just try to pull from a ton of resources, uh, cause there's so much out there to draw from. Well, how do you know which of those sources that's are the process useful or not though? That's you, the process. Dangerous. I know. It'd be dangerous, Todd. You could you're you're taking some dangerous steps right now. I know. And I just want to warn you that you need to be careful because <laughs> the devil can be deceiving. <laughs> uh, so you gotta be careful, man. Uh well that's that's what's like, like people stop saying that. Just let people figure stuff out for themselves. Yeah. Like the more it's like the pornography thing. Like not to, I know that we're trying to wrap this up, but like it's like the pornography thing. The more you talk about it, the more people seem to be doing it. So stop talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that people will just forget that it's there. So similarly, with like stuff like this, like when people are doing this research, don't like forbid them from doing it. It's just going to make it that much. It seems mm. that humans love things that they're not supposed to have. <laughs> yeah, because we want to know why. Why? why uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm down, man. Like, but honestly, like, I have such a profound respect for you, and then a lot of people in the abyss as well, um, because there are a lot of different opinions out there but to be able to i know i've said this a bunch of times to be able to safely have those opinions and to be able to kind of flesh them out more than just like your off-the-cuff initial thought is so beneficial to have um especially right now which i know everybody says but it really like it really is because nobody there's no safe places anymore which i know sounds stupid um because conservatives make fun of those safe pace places that um colleges have been creating but now it's the conservatives who need those safe spaces the irony sure yeah, yeah. um they needs. can't just they just can't say anything anymore like they hope um so i, I appreciate that and i also yeah. appreciate all those people who i can have these types of conversations with there there, there aren't that many if i'm being completely honest but mm. um it does help me as significant from a mental health standpoint overall that's good yeah great and oh and i was gonna say we should uh um uh, since you've been helping me out coming on my podcast i could i'd return the favor if you ever want um come on uh we want to talk about it now for sure if, if uh, i may be so bold as to invite myself it's gonna have to be it's going to have to be um i'll, I'll figure out i'll figure out one it's just i know um i know what people enjoy and oh yeah. well t- we can talk about it offline but um it would it wouldn't be on what does it mean to be a man? It would not be that. <laughs> that one That one did well, but it definitely... Wasn't man, one of the... For whatever reason, people just like super personal stuff. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would... Oh, maybe I could have you... Uh, have you walk my wife and I through, like, marital things and, and raising kids? Oh, actually, want to know what? That would probably be a really good one. Yeah, that'd actually be a good one. I've been wanting to do one of those for a long time, but I haven't had anyone uh, that's had the time or bandwidth. 
Sure. Or, or that actually care about their kids, if I'm being completely honest. Todd's the only person who loves his children. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you very much uh, for uh, coming on. Yeah, and I'll talk you. to you later. I'll let you All know right. how everyone likes about that. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>